Yes, 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 yes! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of It's Not That Deep. Bro! And we are back. Episode 49, ladies and gentlemen. 49. One before our very, very big announcement that we will be telling you at the end of the show. But as of now, Olin, how you doing, mate? I'm not too bad. It's been such a journey, man. 49. Yeah. This is like we're on the eve of a uh, a whole new chapter. Yeah. And we'll get to that at the end of the episode. But let's... Well, how you doing? Fine. Cheers, fine. All good. Yeah. Let's roll on. Let's, let, let's get a film so we can strap in and uh, find out what we're going to be doing this week. The Randy Master is lubricated and firing off as it should be. What are we going to do for the countdown this week, man? It's just me and you with our guests all this time, but now we're, we're taking it... Choose. Oh, we're taking it OS. You chose a song, choose this. Could I have a countdown, please? From where? I would like to go from seven. Okay. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. And the film that we are watching today on It's Not That Deep, Bro, is called The Sound of Metal. It is from 2020. I highly recommend that you go and get yourself a copy. Refreshments, beverages, any sort of things that you might need to enjoy yourself. And we shall see you on the other side, people. Peace out. Let's get a direct check. Him with the sticks. The Sound of Metal was directed by Darius Marder. Darius. Darius Marder. Darius Marder. He's only written one of the film or directed called Loot. So he's 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 a budding filmmaker, we may say. Okay. All right. Um, Fair enough. Jesus Christ, man. What? What's going on? What hit you? Go on, tell me what, what's on your mind. It's a five out of five film. That was a five out of five film. Mate, this film represents how to sit still. Yeah, this, I've been trying to... The whole time I'm like, this is what we I have been done. trying to show what this film put into a digestible narrative for a long time, or... Oh god, it's hard to even know where to start. Like the um Ruben. Oh my god. Did you hear that, ladies and gentlemen? Did you hear that? 
He said her name correctly. Yeah. He said it. I was, I was oh, en- my God. I was engaged with this film. You um, w- you must have been. Ruben and his journey through losing his hearing and the social and emotional problems that that brought up and the process that the processes that he went through of putting hope in technology to get it back and then kind of having to deal with the idea that he's never going to go back to that. But then him also discovering that the key to happiness is inside and not through outward. Like, and that that's just a general sum- summation of Ruben's journey, but the... That was heavy, man. That was heavy. That sounded very heavy. Are you okay? It made me emotional. Definitely made me think about... I've. It made me feel very blessed and very privileged. Yeah. To be in the position that I'm in, in, you know, touch wood, a relatively clean bill of health. I can't... I don't really have anything to complain about. So, uh, and I consider myself quite sensitive to you know, watching people go through pain and other people's emotions. So, yeah, this film, for a lot of it, had me on the edge of, like, tears, to be honest with you. Um, That's good to hear, bro. That's good to hear. I mean, like, as long as it wasn't, like, you know, a, a bad... Well, yeah, a bummer. No, a, no, no, of, because... Of an emotion. Like, well, if you can learn from that, then... No, it ultimately it's a positive ending for Ruben because he, as I said, finds happiness inside of him yeah. by taking away. Because him taking those things off his head doesn't mean that he's gonna keep them off. Like if he needs to talk to somebody, he can put them on. Yeah. But he was trying to, and uh, it, this, is, this is another one of those films where the the name is genius because you see the beginning and you're like, oh, he's in a metal band. He loves metal music, sound of metal, simple. No, 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 no. This film, we, I've spoke to you before about the only good Adam Sandler film, Punch Drunk Love. On the podcast? I think I've... In a personal conversation, it's... Maybe. Because I don't, I don't think we did in a podcast. No, no, we've, we've, we've definitely personal. not done a podcast on it. But um, it's about... He plays this kind of, like, anxious, timid guy who has anxiety and panic attacks. Yeah. And he ends up doing things in social situations that cause big faux pas, like smashing a glass or breaking a window because he's so anxious. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a control mechanism to control the environment because he feels yeah. out of control. But the way that the filmmaker gets that across is through the, the audio. And there's all these little th- things that annoy him, rip- the sound of like someone tapping their foot or like the chinking of glass and then you can't hear specifically what's going on in a conversation but you can hear like four different conversations yeah and, and then, then, all then of it a all sudden. builds up and there's like shiva baby right yeah shiva yeah. baby did exactly that mm-hmm. and this yeah. that is what the name's referring to some of the sounds and this film you spent a lot of it inside ruben's consciousness yeah. Hearing exactly what he's hearing. Yeah. And because he was going through different levels of deafness throughout the film, you you got this sound that was like the sound of metal, like scraping your fingers. Because that's the point. By the end of the film, he kind of realizes that, like, he can't take any noise anymore. Yeah. Because it, it's just 
the way that that like the way that he could hear after he had them implants was like they could do adjustments to him, but it's like you know when he was explaining to that woman how like he tried to explain how it sounded. I'm like, I swear he could just be like use his music knowledge to be like, whoa, that's a bit well, I bit think high, bit low. Do you know what I mean? Like what was happening there is that he was having to swallow the incredibly large pill of that. he'd put way too much faith in technology and medical science. I mean... And he, th- well, he thought it was going to completely bring back what he had. Yeah. Whereas it's more... Once that woman said it, it's like, it's tricking your brain. Your hearing will never come back. He was just like... You could only almost see that he was going to be like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. you completely fucked me up for this. And yeah. like, now it's not what you told me it was. But and now I've just lost 80 grand because of this. Wow. Thank you. But that is on... It's ludicrous to think that he could have got it back. <clears throat> but yeah. that's what I mean. That's why it's a difficult film because like he's going through like denial. Yeah. And Bro. A There's lot. a um something that was I thought was interesting in more like my personal uh life. Mm. He's lost his hearing like after living however however old he was yeah. in the film or however old they wanted I assume to portray like him. Late twenties, early thirties. Yeah. Something like that. He lost it then. Right? So like that's even worse than if you like never had it at all. Yeah. Do you def- know what I mean? Definitely. Like, yeah, yeah. You've had like thirty years of like obviously the whole situation of people losing their hearing. You don't know what good. You don't know what you've lost if you yeah. never had it. So, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um but he's so like and I saw, I wouldn't say like 100% relate, but like for the first, I don't know, six years of my life, I was, I was good. I could see properly. Mm. But then when I was turning seven, eight, that's when it all went downhill from then. Do you mm. know what I mean? Like, but even then, I didn't, I didn't know what, like, I didn't appreciate it enough to like remember how good it was to see. Well, again, you know what I mean? yeah, because you take it for granted when you've yeah. got it, and it's only when you lose well, well, it. Yeah. Take it for granted because I'm like a small kid mm. growing up that I'm like, ah, okay, I'll, I'm going to be okay. All of a sudden, you're 27, and you're like, hmm, what was that? How mm. did that feel? Because I don't remember it, do you know what I mean? So it's one of them things where when I saw see this film, I'm like, oh, wow, um, that's a... That's a real bummer. I th- yeah, I thought I mean, you might be able to get something from this film. And even just, even if I didn't have a problem, I feel like I still I still would would have got the emotional value of like the whole film. Like he, I think his like stepping back point towards because like as you're going through the film and as he's going through that journey of like learning to be deaf mm. he sort of forgets about the fucking outside world and yeah. he, like he gets stuck between you know what i mean like he he starts like helping the children how to like uh control themselves or play drums you know what i mean like he's this whole journey is like okay the outside world for now 
You don't need he it. He forgets about yeah. the band, his girlfriend, yeah. and then and all as of that. soon as he sees a video of her a couple of shows ago, she's like, he's like, ah, oh, no, I can't. She mm. helped. She saved me, so I gotta fucking save her. And it just turns out that he was the probably more the cause of it, her pain because you could see her. She scratching. got better. Yeah, she got better without without him. Um, yeah, yeah. Th- there was definitely. I I I thought it left that open ended because him at that party, she's you can read in, in you can read into it because she was singing her dad's music and it was a completely different style of music to what they played yeah. and it was yeah. much more suited to her. Yeah. So the fact that he was at that social event and was having problems being in a crowd. And sure, they can have great one-on-one conversations, like, you know, when they're in bed together because he's got the thing on and he can hear her fine. Yeah. But if she's going to take that singing voice out into the world, she's going to need, like, someone by her side that can handle crowds, by definition. So, yeah. to my head, it's oh, it's a really nuanced film. It's a real bit of clever, like, modern filmmaking because, like, it is a happy ending because ultimately he finds happiness inside of him. And he, he finds stillness, bro. Yeah. And is what, like... Joe has been telling him the whole time, like, but it also means of stillness. He doesn't where... need her. He does. No. He doesn't need anyone. No. He's got Reuben. He's got that inside of him, that stillness, and he, oh, like, that's like a. He finally understands his place in life. Yeah, you could argue that Reuben was like insecure and not too within himself at the beginning when he had his hearing, sort of thing, and. It's it's almost like an evil little film, like because he he's happy at the end, but he's lost his hearing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's got it's it's. You can see it. It's, you can't it, see it at the start, but like once you've seen that he is so much better off by himself, that like the start you see like oh. I can see the unhappiness now. Yeah. Like before you'll be like, oh, this is his like every day to day life. Well, so- Joe was saying something interesting to him when he came back after he'd sold his van. And after he had a surgery. Yeah, but he hadn't been activated yet. Um, yeah, when he was talking about. Yeah, yeah, and he said, Joe said to him. That moment of stillness. No, he was like, you look like an addict right now. And then obviously he, he wasn't like doing anything. Yeah. But that is that comment just there is really interesting because it speaks to like what an addict is, which is a person that doesn't like themselves and is filling that gap with external things. Yeah, be it anything, it can be anything. Like you can be, be addicted to like anything, and it that can get like weird as well. Like you can get addicted. I don't know if you've seen like that woman who was addicted to eating the inside of cushions. No. I've yeah. Been. So. You, I've, I- I've seen some weird ones. There's a woman who likes eating glass. Yeah, I think I've heard, I've seen her. There's I've seen this guy that has only eaten mac and cheese for his whole life. There's another woman that drinks bleach. He's <laughs> addicted to drinking like you know them little, you know that fucking the tap uh, the or the cap. Well, you have the to. Fuck. It's yeah. like childproof. No, 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 no. The the fucking the cap that you get for bleach or whatever mm. she just put like not them actually not you know coke uh bottles when they have them caps yeah she used to pour a little bit in there just drink it just so a just like bit. 10 mils yeah just uh, just a little bit not enough to kill you but just, just enough dance. to get that taste just to dance on the yeah, edge just, <laughs> a, just a dance on the edge and i'm like are you 
woman, <laughs> what? What are you doing? You fuck. But nah, yeah, okay, people cool, whatever. put people will do anything instead of confronting themselves. Yeah, and they find these weird little things to channel it into. And like this film speaks on what it is to be an addict. It speaks on what it is to be a human. It speaks on what it is to be someone with a disability. It's it's a real A grade slice of film. It like it. It's a very human story. There's no like element of fiction in it. Yeah. Other than like the people and yeah. the names and whatnot, but it, it's it's very real. And I wish, uh, to be honest, I wish I like had someone like Joe, maybe to like. I don't know. I don't, I guess I don't really need it, but like, still would be nice to like have someone that was older to. that had walked that path a little bit yeah. ahead of you. Yeah. Because he him talking about how they all respect that being deaf isn't a handicap to them. Yeah. They're not looking to view it like that because how are they meant to move forward if they think they're broken every day? You yeah. know, you need to think of it like, this is how I am and this is 100%. Like, this is work, this is me. Yeah, and that's, ha- a, that's, that's it. This is me and that is it. Like, you either take it or leave it. Yeah. Um, but someone like Ruben... And it's mad because it shows you how you can spend, like, you can change your whole life and spend, like, sell all your possessions to get this money, to get this thing that you think is going to... Make you even more happy. But in reality, you should just be happy with, like... What's happening. What you got. You yeah. Know what I mean, like, be it... <sighs> I know it sounds corny as fuck, but, like, you're alive, bro. You could be dead. Well, you will be dead. That's the thing. Like, yeah, <laughs> you will be like dead. Worrying about these, like, situ- this is exactly what goes through my head every time. I, I'm like, somebody's like, ah, how do you deal with it? I'm like, the world's gonna keep moving. I, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not gonna stop just because I can't see. Well, I you think that's I mean? the most like ad. That's like really admirable uh, way to approach it because it, you're doing everything you can and some. Like, you overcompensate, I feel. Yeah. Like, you're like, I need to be bigger in my personality because I'm less on site, basically. I I guess so, yeah. I mean, there's... If I didn't, it would just be like, I'm ignorant. Do you know what I mean? Because there's... There's a lot of times where I would walk past someone Mm. and they would, like... Obviously, like if I'm walking in town or anywhere and I'm by myself, I'm always I've always got headphones in because mm. I I don't know I like to listen to music as I walk. If I'm with anyone else, I won't put put them in and they'll just talk. Yeah, but I would walk past some people with my headphones on. They'll be on the other side of the street. They'll say hello or like shout at me or whatever. Mm. I'll ignore them and I'll but I'll look at them and I won't be able to recognize like what I'm looking at. Right, but then they will be like, "You looked at me." I'm like, "Yeah, I could look at you all day long. Doesn't mean I'm gonna like see you." You know what I mean? And they will always say like, "Oh, you, you ignored me. You didn't want to like talk to me and shit like that." I'm like, "There's no ignoring you. Like, if I heard you, if I didn't have my headphones in, yeah. I would have heard you. I would have stopped and talked to you. And now I feel like my personality needs to like keep it. At, I need to keep it at a level where I'm like so friendly to everyone that they would be like, "Oh, okay." He doesn't mean that because of this. But that says something about who you are, man, because people, you know, that have problems like that, normally 
you know, people angry. No, people want to help them. And you could be yeah. in a position of like uh receiving help. Yeah. But you're actively trying to like be normal well, not normal's the wrong word. You're you're trying to not let it show at all. Yeah. To an extent yeah. and that I don't yeah, I don't, you don't need to, to do that all the time. I, I don't, but like I, I don't, I don't lie to people either. Like, yeah, you, if, you are. If, yeah. If if it comes to a point where like, oh, why didn't you see me? I'll explain. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. I don't have a problem doing that. It's just like if I ever met someone for the first time, it, I'm not gonna be like, it's not gonna be the first thing I say. Like, so I've got problems with my son. Is that cool? Do you know what I mean? Like, I mm. I don't need to show it like that. But if they ask me about it, be like, oh, can you see that? I'm like, no. Because of this, and I tell I I, w- I want to be able to, I want to be able to see it. Mm. Maybe someday, maybe put my faith a little a little bit of faith in technology. Maybe we'll, a we'll bit. see where things go. We we don't know. I th- yeah, I think the moral of Ruben's story is to not. You've accepted the situation, yeah, to a degree. Exactly. Of course, of course. If I didn't, I, honestly, I don't think I would be here. And if stuff comes up where like. It actually seems like there's some like improvement that can be got from science and medical. Then obviously go like go for well, that. But I've Ruben's been, deal was putting all his eggs. Yeah, in that basket. like I need to be able to like I don't I, I don't trust it straight away. Do you know what I mean? 100%, I can't trust yeah, it yeah. straight away just because of the fact that like look at what just happened. I here. was pretty scared for Ruben. It, yeah, there were points in this film where it was for me. Like a horror film, because he was trapped. I thought yeah. before he took the things off his head, I was like, "Oh my god, this is like a nightmare." Oh, the sound—it's like uh, you can hear everything. It's it was more the superhearing, bro. That there was like an element of a machine. He could hear like a whirring. Yeah. Fuck. It, it, that, like I would go insane because I'd think there was something that wasn't me. It would feel alien to me. And I'd be like, oh my God, I've got a machine inside of me. And I'd, I wouldn't be able to stop thinking about it. it that would be like hell. But then knowing that that's really cool, like being able to just take them off because I'd have them off like unless somebody spoke to me. Yeah, but I wouldn't, I would, I don't think I would ever go back like to a party. I couldn't. No, no, no. I'd be done with all of that. I'd be reading books. I'd be, like, learning. Chilling. Because, like... Le- learning to... to le- literally learning to, like, be good with yourself. Like, what Joe was trying to teach Ruben. Just, mm. like, you can't sit still. Oh, my God. Like, the, the thing is, right. those... That process that he said that I want you to sit down and at any point you feel like you can't sit still write down what happened. That is the process of meditation. That is, but instead of writing it down, you develop a mental muscle to to write it down mentally and tick it off and say, that doesn't matter. So that that's all it is, closing your eyes and letting the thought stream in and at any point that something sharp comes up, you know, something difficult to handle, you try and wrangle it quickly before it like, unravels and yeah. takes over your ability to sit still and you're like that is this emotion and I'm feeling it because of this and then it seemingly do, identifying it and putting a label on it and giving it a reason <clears throat> makes it disappear for a second mm-hmm. and <coughs> Ruben's reaction of like oh I, seeing him 
destroy that donut and then pack it back together and then destroy it again. That was like Tearjer, because that's so sad. Like, what's he doing? That's insanity. That is insanity. I, but then he got a little bit good at it. Do you know what I mean? Like, he would do that and then he started writing, but mm. then... Which is why it's interesting when Joe then still calls him an addict. After all that good stuff, he says, you're looking like an addict. And he did look like an addict. Like, he was begging for money. Yeah. He was, like, asking for a place to stay. And the way that he was like... You know, like constantly. I can pay you back. I can pay you back. I can pay you back. Yeah, yeah. All of that. That's like really clever because he's not actually addicted to any sort of physical substance. He's addicted to um, not ha dealing with his emotions, not being happy. Y yeah, and not listening to his like looking for a external. <laughs> excuses Dan Peel says this all the time when he's like giving Ellis false therapy or like rub his shoulders and go Ellis I just feel like you're looking for external solutions to internal problems <laughs> <laughs> it's like the most cliche therapist external line. solutions to internal to problems internal problem. <laughs> <laughs> but he, there's some it's truth right. there is truth to that statement there um, is truth um, I mean like Joe's such a sound guy. He was a real guy. And you could see after Ruben left for, for the last time, he told him to leave, that conversation killed Joe. Yeah. You could see it really, like, killed him to do that. Because, like, oh, what? When he was saying to him, like, oh, what time do you get up? 5.30. Okay. Okay, 5 o'clock. Yeah. He's like, I'll make you coffee and have breakfast here. I'm like, what? If somebody did that for me every single morning, bro, I don't think I could leave. But well, that's because he's trying to like, un we, like be quicker than his than Ruben's bullshit. Ruben was like trying to. It's real, like manipulative, like snidey behavior, like trying to fix the roof because he'd been smoking. It's like an excuse. It's like, okay, I'm doing this, but I'll do this for you. So it's okay. Yeah. Sort of thing. And then it, making Joe says, oh, you wake up early. 5.30, I'll wake you up. And he's kind of, Ruben gives off the impression, that's not good enough. It's fine, but like, it's not what I'd do. And then Joe's like, fine, fuck it, five. I don't care. Like, shut up. Like, stop doing this thing that you're doing where like everything, let go. And I know, I guess I can speak on it because I'm, I'm guilty of that. Like, it's so, you have to call your own bullshit. And I look, it's there, it is difficult to let go of a situation. And that's why I myself has, have, you know, pursued meditation and an attempt. Here's a good story. Okay, We're, I'll tell this story and then we'll tell the fans the big announcement. Okay. All right. I used to do karate, and um, I used to do kickboxing. Yeah, the, this was called Kyokushinkai Karate, and I used to go in town with my friend Harry and his dad, and his dad's very good at it. Which Harry? My Harry Morris. Sound. AKA okay. Corrosion. We, he, his family would take me and. I actually made it like three belts in. Oh, okay. Three, yeah. four belts. Why didn't you carry on? Well, you're gonna tell me why, ain't you? Yeah, my, on my f well, 
I enjoyed doing it because I was bigger back then and it was like <clears> physical. It was hard. I did find it like hard, some of the stuff that you had to do. And I'm not. I looked quite at tall as well. So. I looked at it very differently back then. Like I didn't like rugby because like I'm like, why are you beating each other up? Like I don't want to be in my pain. I don't like I don't care about the ball getting to the end that much to hurt myself. So like rugby wasn't for me. And then with karate, I looked at it again as this like macho aggressive, like, oh, I'm gonna beat someone up sort of thing. When really it's a self-defense. Yeah. It's the opposite. Yeah. But I wasn't looking at it. From that perspective, you were more like, oh, this is stupid. Yeah. Well, I just was against hurting other people. Hurting other people, I'm getting hurt myself. Yeah. And so I enjoyed parts of it, but I find it hard. And the last grading that I went to, I'll never forget Senpai Kirit. That was Senpai Kirit. Senpai Kirit was the man who was, and you got a different teacher every belt. Right. So I liked some of the teachers, but Kirit was like, no bullshit. Really? Yeah, he was like, there's a way that this is done and you're not going to get through this grading. Unless you do it. And the gradings were intense, man. You turn up on like, I think it was like the weekend and you'd have to like, there was a whole tradition to like your uniform being laid out correctly and Mm -hmm. like putting it on and like the way you'd have to sit in silence in this back room and you'd be let into the dojo in like a proper way. You'd have to bow as you enter. It was Mm -hmm. like a whole thing. And the grading, you'd have to like do a, you'd have to know there were different moves for each grade and you'd have to know all the moves basically and do basically like a half hour performance of all the moves that he might ask you. And I got my ass handed to me, man. He like, cause he goes around, like he'll say, they'll say a stance. Mm -hmm. Like this is not a complicated stance, but it's the only one I can remember the name of Zenku Sadachi, which is just like a standard Zenku Sidachi. Zenku Sidachi, which is, I'll do it. <laughs> Obviously. The, you one guy who won't the, see This it, is but... not for the listeners, but it's for Martin. Yeah, right. A Zenku Sidachi would be like that. So just like a normal, you know, yeah. fighting sort of. Right. Your normal fighting stance. But there were stances and all different moves for like all the gradings. And he'd say the, the stance and then you'd hold it. Everyone in the room would hold it and he'd go around and like inspect everyone's form and basically tell you if you were wrong. And if you didn't improve it, it'd probably get angry. And then I think you got like three tries and you were gone. And you didn't do that grading. And then you had to wait You failed it, yeah. And you have to learn it all again and then come next time. And he really handed my ass to me. And I, at the time, I I was so angry. He's the only senpai I remember the name of, Kirit. Because he... Fucked you over. Yeah, for, well, I was so angry at the time, and all these, oh, all these emotions, you know. And I, then I didn't think about it for years, you know, because I was like thirteen, fourteen when this happened. Do you do you do you see how crazy it is? Like, obviously, I do it, and m- most other humans do it. But like, how crazy is that? Like, you only remember the bad people that were in your life more than like well. Good. Well, no. Senpai, no, 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 listen to no. my story. Yeah, okay, cool. Senpai Kirit's one of the best people that's ever come into my life. Right, okay, all right. I'm Senpai Kirit called me on all my bullshit. Mm-hmm. I didn't do anything right. I had no discipline. I was there, as I said. I wasn't viewing it as a respectful thing. I wasn't viewing it as a self-defense technique. 
I was viewing it as physical activity. I've been forced to do that. I didn't want to do. And okay, right. Kira told me very bluntly that I have no respect. I can't do the the moves, and you have no place here. So I mean, you having no place there seems like with that attitude. Harsh. With that attitude. Yeah, but, but I mean, you you. I completely agree with Senpai Kira. Because, like, you do have a place because you were on two gradings before that, so... But I I, I don't mind. Like, I'm pretty sure yeah, that's, if yeah. I met Carrot now and said what I just said to him, he'd be like, that's exactly why I did that. Yeah. So And I, I, I've learned from people like that. And that... But it took me... What is stupid, Martin, is that it took me 15 years to come around to the idea that I could have possibly been shit at karate. <laughs> that that is what's bonkers. How long it took me to even consider that it could have been my fault, you know? Because it was a, I didn't want to. I mean, you you might have been shared that instance, but hey, practice makes. No, perfect. no, don't get it wrong. Oh, I'm not saying gonna... that I don't have the capacity to yeah. be great at karate. Yeah, exactly. Never I'll... ever saying that. But All in right. that instance, okay. in that dojo on that day with Mister Carrot. I he was on the money and he yeah. was on the mark, and I th- believe that that story has some shared sentiment with Ruben's uh, how he handled that situation. Like what the leaving, sort of like oh what what yeah yeah when Joe was telling him like this is more of a family when it comes to yeah and j- well just not being able to handle the situation. And thinking that there's some sort of external <laughs> solution to your yeah, internal, to problem. internal problems. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so swallow your pride, accept the truth. Yeah, I mean, if you're not if you're not good at something, like you said, and you want to be good at it, it's only like practice. Like that, there's there is no. Obstacle that you can't, that you cannot beat. Are you, you trying I mean? your hardest? Huh? Are you trying your hardest? You know, that's what it comes down to. Yeah, like as long as you, like, you know what I mean? Like as long as you're trying your hardest, there's nothing more you could do. Never give up. Don't give up. You know, I love the Randy Master because it always manages to, like this has been very fitting, this film, because it's, uh, you've been able to relate to it. I've been able to relate to it, but it's also brought up some sort of, an air of finality. Like there's some sort of new page being turned. Like there's. Look, stop trying to turn this into a monologue, all right? We need to tell the fans and the people out there what is going on, okay? So you wanna hear them with the deets or am I like. So, okay, like, what is gonna happen? Punching the bullet. This is episode 49, and what will be happening next week is exactly nothing. Not. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. I was like, "What is happening? What?" Exactly, nothing will be happening next week, people. Okay. And that is because we are taking a short break, non-permanent. Do not fear. We are taking some well-deserved time off to reconsider, revamp, revamp, and reconsider the format of this podcast. We are looking to take it to your eye. That's right. And not just visual. And not just your ears. A whole new sense. Oh my god. You get to see how sexy I am. We're gonna be attacking (laughs) you. (laughs) 
in a visual way. So, and with a whole new look and a whole new, a whole new style. To be honest with you, uh, we we're not gonna give it a time, but we're hoping. We are hoping. And I think we've also within a month. We need some well deserved rest. Like we've yeah. been on this and we've got this to the level it's at, and we're. we're so appreciative for everyone that's listening like that we grow a little bit every week and it's so exciting because yeah. we're at a point now where we're, we're like this is something that we can keep on doing and it, it, for the rest of my life yes well there, there you go you heard it you heard it there. The rest so of, like if we're if i'm 80 if, Martin, if we're both 80 what do you say you say it all this. the time what you're here for a long time i'm here for a long time so, if we're 80 i'm we're, we're still doing this and if you fucking get angry at me at one point, I'm going to fucking make you do... I'm going to put it in the contract. I'll be like, look, I'm, I don't care how fucking angry you I'm are. I'm happy... You're fucking going to do it. ...to do podcasts even when there's bad blood. I think that will be even funnier. That's, that, that's a whole <laughs> new dynamic to the whole thing. That, I don't think it'll be bad blood for long, but I, I, I guess so. So, yeah, there's all sorts of things in the works. Uh, I've, myself, Oland, of... I've got music out. I've got Fly Me to the Moon, but I've got music coming out and I've been working with some really exciting people in Leicester. I This is coming out tomorrow on the... Martin, you're looking at your phone. What's the date tomorrow? The It is the, 20, the 25th. It's the 25th tomorrow. Um, and if you're listening on the day that this came out or the week that this came out, I have a gig at... And you live in the Leicestershire area. I have a gig at the uh, Firebug Bar in town uh, on Monday the 30th. I'm on at quarter past three, so come see me. But it's also an event set up by Bird Brain Gifts, who's uh, ran by my good friend Robin. That's going to be like loads of local businesses and musicians, including my good friend Niall Barrow, who's like... A, a hero to me by the <laughs> rivers Leicester legend so you know you know it's going to be good he's a pretty cool guy we need to get him on it's in a, he'll you'll be able to see Niall Barrow hopefully I've at one seen point. him already I I've seen him, him a few times in my life but I, I mean I saw him last Sunday so we're good so um that's what's happening and we're going to take a few weeks it's I, I, I hypothesize five to six weeks but i don't want to put a time frame on it that's but, i just said that. yeah so, but th- that, just said that's that. just like ballpark but don't hold us to that but we will be keeping busy and we hope that you look after yourselves and just to make this deal a little bit sweeter i'm gonna give you a song that i'm playing uh at my gig on monday and possibly more gigs that will come in the future definitely more gigs that will come in the future i will definitely be there so you can come check a Check us both out. Yeah, go find Martin. Go find yeah, Martin. Come, come find me. If you're going to... Come find me. Go and... I'll be the one laughing know. really, really You'll loud. You'll hear him before you see him. Oh, yes, you definitely um, will. Every time. And let him know what you think. But yeah, this we're going to play this week's episode out with uh, my brand new version of my first song that I ever wrote called Holiday Blues. It's not really finished, but yeah. Okay. Okay, good luck with that. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you guys listened to, um, enjoyed watching the Sound of Metal. Sound of Metal, yeah. I've enjoyed speaking to you, Martin. Always. And I guess we'll see you guys and you'll see us on the other side. That's right. We'll be coming in with a whole new bit of tech. (laughs) 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 Peace. Yes, peace.
I know I'm not.